Hello. I'm Bogey. I'm Brian. I'm Q. And we're Meaningful. An agency that helps brands find a meaningful place in the world. Today we're chatting with Dion Von Mulkin, founder of Blaze, a one-on-one virtual coaching platform. Let's do this. I will give you a little piece of trivia. Um, I'm going to date myself, but it's so cool. I don't care. <laughs> I actually produced Michael Jordan's very first commercial. No was, way. After that his is rookie awesome. Year, after, yeah. After his rookie year. Yeah. And I scored on him. <laughs> I mean, you could have just retired from like, I know, right I know. There. Nobody <laughs> recorded it though. We were on a set. Uh. We, were, we, uh, we were on a set and there was a basketball hoop because they were doing a whole bunch of shots, you know, with him doing things. And it was a break. And uh, he was really only about six, one or two. He was still growing and I was six foot. So I have like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts or something. And so I put, a, I put a white man move on him. He laughed and I went right past him and scored. Him. So. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Very cool. No, oh, man, that is great. So, I don't know. Q, top that. Go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Dion, nice, yeah, to, know. <laughs> nice to meet you as well, Q. Nice to meet you. Uh, it's, it's, I, uh, I'm selfishly just interested in talking to you about racing. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. Q, and I, Q and I would lose hours <laughs> yeah. looking at photos of Amon. Yeah. Like, I never <laughs> race. But what a culture. It's so cool. Yeah. Before we get into like talking about work, how did you get into racing? <laughs> so, uh, did the mom funny. and dad race, or so my dad. We're, we're gonna have to do two recordings. The first yeah. one is just alone racing. <laughs> so it was actually a bribe from my dad. Um, so uh-huh. I, as a kid, we had moved around a lot. I was born in the U.S., but we moved all across the U.S. Moved to Australia, moved back to the U.S., and we had just moved to Miami. I was going to a school in middle school at the time where you're uh, learning on laptops. So of course, as a 14 year old boy at the time, like we just spent the whole time playing video games. So I wasn't doing the best in school. Um, So he wanted me to switch schools again, which I didn't want to do. So he kind of just sat me down and said, hey, I'm going to bribe you. I want you to move schools. I'll buy you a go-kart. It was meant to just be like a thing you do for fun on the weekend. But, you know, a month later, I was doing my first race. And, you know, a few months later, I'd won the first state championship. And then it just kind of snowballed really, really quickly from there. But they, we'd always watch race. And we grew up watching Formula One together. My uncle lives in South Africa. He does off, off-road bike enduro style riding. So it was always a passion. But I was the first one to really make it a career and a full, t- like a real focus uh, in our family. Splendid. Cool. That is so sweet, dude. So yeah. sweet. I, I'm very fortunate, for sure. I mean, it's... Uh, it's a beautiful sport. It's a terrible place to make a career, but man, is it fun. That <laughs> <laughs> part, it's competitive. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's, you know, it's, it's unlike other sports because it's so damn expensive to where, you know, you need two parts to the equation where you need the financial backing and you need the talent. I was one of the few lucky ones to actually be paid to drive, but then there's plenty of people that are almost as good that can bring money and it, it, it creates this really unique situation uh, that's unlike almost any other sport. So it's it's really difficult to make a, a living for many years in the sport and it's hard to have a competitive advantage in it. Um, but, you know, it's true for almost anything in life that's fun to do that people want to make a career out of. Well, I, I have a, I have a, uh, a career uh, recommendation for you. Love to hear that. Sportscaster and racing. Color <laughs> you know, I actually applied. You're great at that. Oh, I, I applied to um, Fox Sports, who covers the IMSA WeatherTech series, to, to do some um, 
uh, what do they call it? Like color adding almost where they have yeah, like, yeah, the color commentary. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't even get an interview, but I, I wanted to do oh. it for fun because it looks it looks awesome. It looks like I wish I knew somebody there. Q, who's your <laughs> buddy there? Who's your buddy that does? Uh, I, I friend, know the guy who does color color commentary. I know a friend at NBC Sports. NBC, NBC actually, I might have been NBC that sports that NBC. covers us. I can't remember now, um, but they ended up bringing Anyways. in someone that's really, really good. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I appreciate. No, that. you're good at it. You're good at it. You talk fast. You talk clear. And unlike everybody else who's post TV generation, you don't say like I'm um, so like um, you know. So, like, you know. <laughs> I try to avoid that as much as I can. <laughs> let's jump in then. Let's yeah, let's absolutely. jump in, you guys. Uh, so we. We've taken a look at Blaze, mm -hmm. and Blaze is is this evolution that uh, started somewhere else. It started mm -hmm. with racing. Um, I'd love to just kick off and, and hear your vision. If you you know look at the big yeah. picture, what's your vision for Blaze? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, let me to 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 talk about the future. I like to sometimes talk about why why we started it. And mm -hmm. from my personal experience. I would never have been able to achieve what I was able to achieve if I didn't have access to learn personally from world-class coaches. And it's really our ethos and belief as a company that when someone has access to learn, and, and it's so important that it's a personalized experience, like there's a lot that's been made out of like masterclass, YouTube, and those are, are powerful. Those are cool experiences, but they're very limited in the effect that they can actually provide. Um, so our ethos is really how can we make the best coaches in the world more affordable, more accessible, so anyone anywhere can learn personally from them. And really, if you look at what is the long-term vision, it's, it's really focused on the tool of video analysis is what allows us to provide this really high-quality visual personal experience that can be done remote that can be done in a way that coaches can easily fit into their existing schedule and allow us to scale those coaches. So really as a platform, our goal is, well, how do we make this experience a world-class experience? How do we scale coaches, help them become more efficient to make a bigger impact in the sport? And finally, it's really difficult to make coaching a career because of so many facets. So how can we use our platform to really enable coaches that are really, really good at what they do to enable that to, to turn it into a career in one that they can easily monetize themselves and one that's not just a career, but it's a, it's a fun career. It's not this terrible travel everywhere, terrible life balance type of career mm -hmm. to, to make ends meet. Um, so really it turns into a world-class platform that makes it really easy to send in video of yourself doing pretty much any action, whether it's from sports, arts, music, dance, even presentation skills, soft skills, technical skills can be taught in the same way. Connect them with world-class coaches in an affordable, accessible way and build that relationship over time. We took a look at the site. We took a look at the social channels. We took a look at the messaging. We took a look at all these different things that we could see from the public. I, I even had a chance to kind of sign up and create an account and oh, awesome. explore a little bit about your dashboard. I think it comes down to a few key components that we are seeing that would be would be like a, an ideal next step, things that okay. we think you should address. Um, Brian, do we want to jump into brand positioning? Do we want to kind of more well, explore? Well, he's got 
Dion, you you have a lot figured out. Um, (laughs) It doesn't feel like that, to be honest. I know that. I know that. (laughs) But you, well, you should see. Um, You're 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 up there. You're you've got a lot figured out. Um, When I hear you talk, that that kind of elevator pitch you just gave um, is really impassioned. And really, uh, you know, passion is the passion is the number one uh, uh, factor in persuasion. And so, um, I think I think uh, one of the things that isn't quite present um, until until you look at well, let me back up. One thing that isn't quite present when you when the, the website hits you is the passion that you embody. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it's trying to trying to get that quality into the brand persona. I think would be would be a real good thing, um, and it is it is mission driven. I mean, and it's it's uh, and it's totally doable. When you walk through the steps, you're like, yeah, I believe you, totally. So there is vision casting. You're an evangelist in it, and and I think um, that's important not just to the kids, uh, not that it has to be kids, but the the teens, whatever that are being coached, but the parents too that are likely to bankroll this. Um, yeah, you know, parents. You know, it's they're they're a a big factor, and and um, yeah, yeah, and they're living through the 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 kids. Their kids are their glory, you know, and so they're like they're gonna they're gonna feed into Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I think all of that's really important, and I think um, you've got the basic equation there that you know the 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 pro pro uh, parallel there, Um, and and it's totally different from produce content like masterclass even linda yeah. linkedin where where yeah you're you're you can watch somebody but it it's it's passive you can only consume it there's no one now that what you're what you're offering isn't fully interactive but it is no it's not interactive. it's but it's yeah. partially interactive all right because sure. it's, it's yeah it's so personalized it feels interactive right because yeah your video it's yeah. being commented on and we um, are creating the, some stuff that will be live down the road um and right. i think as technology gets better we'll be able to position better for that but for sure yeah just mm-hmm. not that that's important for right now but just yeah in your and, back of your mind. and the demo that you have where the, the i can't remember the name the guy who coached the girl on her dribbling skills and looking up is fantastic because yeah mm-hmm. what he says is qualitative it's good tips it's not just like well that you know that's not going to help me. No, he actually met her where she was, said, "Here's here's the the next thing you can do to, to up level your game," and he was really kind. Yeah, you know, and and for me, um, I, I like I like where your story starts. I think you, yeah. you hit on some some big notes there, and it, one of the subtle ones is how kind. Mike was, who's the coach that in that video. And that's yeah. one of the big mm-hmm. things that, that we run into as a company, especially on the motorsports front, which is this interesting thing where our target customer is a 45 to 65 affluent white male, who's typically a, you know, alpha kind of mentality and their perception of what a good coach is, is what you see in the movies where the coach is like screaming at the athlete and you still see that in college football and that's not good coaching good coaching there's a there's a time and a place to maybe be a little bit more stern but good coaching is being able to put your arm around the athlete and we make sure with our coaches we always use language like we like 
we're going to work on this because we're in this together. It's not a, you need to fix this and you need to do that. But there's this perception of what coaching is that's intimidating to a lot of people. And it's actually one of the core reasons why people don't end up getting coaching is this like fear of what it is, which is, it's, it's an interesting thing that I didn't even think would be a problem until we kind of started down this journey. Let me ask you this. Going down into a segue, uh, things that have been done in the past, specifically around the space of referral systems, uh, if you look at like the cash app, you know, they'll give you $10 for every person you you share the app with and they get on board. Or like Robinhood, they'll Mm -hmm. give you a free stock, like, you know, an Apple stock or a Facebook stock. They'll give you that. And that's a pretty compelling incentive to to bring someone in uh have you guys explored any uh, referral systems yeah we're we're internally talking about this right now um so Mm -hmm. we we don't have a good ambassador network and even with how hard it is right now we have like one or two ambassadors that bring people in every weekend so one of the things that we look at right now is there's 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 two customers right you have the repeat customer of the first time customer. And really internally, we, we look at, we want, we know someone's not gonna sign up for a monthly plan right away. They're gonna wanna try it out first. So they're gonna wanna buy a technique analysis. So with the referral program, what we're trying to optimize for, and I could be completely wrong on this, but it's sort of how do I give the incentive to turn the person that's doing the referring into a monthly plan and get the person that that they're they're trying to refer to to just buy the first coaching session just get started without over complicating it so mm-hmm. you know internally you know we're, we're trying to talk about or think about is you know maybe it's twenty dollars or fifty dollars off your first full month and the person you refer to gets twenty dollars off their first purchase i don't but that that's not as clean as mm-hmm. you know sign up and get your first stock today like that's so yeah. simple so I haven't, we haven't figured out what's simple enough, but optimizes the, you know, the person moving down the funnel and then entering the funnel. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me just ask a question like this because I think it's it's part of this this idea of user experience. Uh, why is it not an app? Ultimately, it needs to be. The reason I bring this up is because I, I did some looking around. I looked at the app store and kind of seeing what's out there. And there's things that are mimicking, and but they're not exactly what you guys are offering. So I'm seeing, I'm like, wow, what an opportunity just to have. It doesn't have to be a complex app, but a simple, no. something simple that's very doable. Yeah. And it's right there in front of people's, um, just in front of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, there's... The, and the thing is, the thing is too, with your, with your smartphone, uh, it's not just that it's uh, your smallest screen, it's your most personal screen. And so yeah. there's, a, there's an intimacy that um, I think plays into the personalized coaching. Yeah, you know? I never thought about it that light, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a teenager with a cell phone, try to try to wrest that out of their hand. <laughs> you can't even look at their screen, let alone hold the phone. Yeah, it is theirs. It is it is completely theirs, and so it's very personal. That's yeah, and uh, so so it kind of it kind of enhances that experience. Um, uh, and and then the issue is, um, I mean, you look at how Strava has built communities because they were an app. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. I think I, I could see a parallel there where you, and, and that sure. actually your, your, your sphere of awareness just expands through people that have your app. You yeah. Know, whether people I, I agree wholeheartedly. Another, another area that we saw, at least I came across and I was wondering, you know, that could be really uh, expanded upon uh, is this, this thing that you have on the website, which says articles from our coaches. And that's, that's interesting because you have this repertoire, this portfolio of people that are really positioned to be thought leaders. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being able to utilize that in a, in not necessarily in a worded document, such as an article or a blog post, but really in a video format. Mm -hmm. um, and more specifically in a short, uh, short form video format, kind of like what TikTok has been able to pull off. I can see a play now where Blaze has these controversial TikTok videos where you have coaches saying, this is what, you, what people normally tell you to do. That is absolutely wrong. Do not do that. You should be doing it like this. Yeah. That's just as a template of, of you know, de depending on the sport, depending on the discipline. Well, then so the, reason you, the reason you want to do something like that is when you get into the, the full, like, long tail queries where people are saying, you know, how do you... How do you juggle do you do a, a soccer ball or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? And so this comes up um, and all of a sudden it's like, it, it's, it's a side door in about coaching and how you can have access and learn tips and be, be mentored. One of the issues that we run into right now is it is like pulling teeth to get our coaches to do any of this. And like, I am trying <laughs> to incentivize them by paying them up front, but we have not found a flywheel approach to really get them content generation. And I think this is a huge issue that we haven't figured out yet because I agree. I think content, we can monetize it in such a unique way. We can use that to build up the coach profiles. And one of the things that we sell our coaches on is we want to make them the face of our brand. We want to mm -hmm. expand their profiles because mm -hmm. the more famous they get, the more money we're going to get. But man, is it hard to get them like, because <laughs> they're, they're coaches, they're not content creators. And what, you're, what you find with a lot of our coaches is they don't want the limelight. They're kind of, they're shy. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be that boastful person saying, I know everything, but we kind of need them to do that. Um, so I, I, I honestly am at a little, I'm stuck. I haven't been able to figure out like, how do we create a system around this to get them really bought in, if that makes sense. That does. It does. I could, I think, I think it's also like, it's, it's, it's safe to recognize that not everybody's born to be a YouTube star. For you know? sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you need the right personality. But that's that's not the point. That's besides the point. I think the point really is you can still be able to cultivate a story or you're able to cultivate uh, a narrative from a person without necessarily having all that pressure and weight on them to do it themselves. Well, you do. You need to break it down because it's daunting to think like now I have to be a content publisher. And, and yeah. it's like, no, all you have to do. And that's that's the beauty of what we've discovered. Um, kind of by by accident is through somebody like this that we met and talked to um he's a cattle rancher and he uses tiktok <laughs> no way 
Yeah. And and it's you know you have to be a certain type of personality, and he is. He's very he's very conceptual and very talkative and very fun to watch and listen to. He's he's a little nutty, but in a, in an entertaining way. And so he's just out there in the pasture every day, out there in the field with the cattle, and he just does a 60-second TikTok and posts it. And he might talk about, um, you know, the winter coat. He might talk about how to mend a fence. He might talk about something existential, or he might talk about his favorite beer. But he does something every day. The beauty of TikTok and the beauty of organic search is in its specificity. Like people are not going to, yes, some people will type in, oh, I need a soccer coach. Where can I find yeah. a soccer coach? But most people are gonna say, how can I do the foot over foot move? How can I do this? And so as, as a soccer player and a, and a coach uh, with Blaze, you just say, you know, you ever wondered how uh, Messi, or whoever you wonder how they do this this is how they do it of course mm -hmm. they're better than me but this is the <laughs> yeah, idea yeah, yeah. and then boom 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 that's it 60 seconds say if you do this 100 times a day in 50 years you'll be as good as Messi. by you know yeah something silly right but yeah just yeah. It, it's just one little thing that you know something you taught something you've learned something you've created um and you just that's content that can be used as inbound to bring people into the website, into the plan, into the, into the price. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. And, 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 and it's, you're not saying it's not onerous. You don't have to do a ton of things, just do a quick little hit. And that's what we're discovering about TikTok is, is it's, it's becoming a, um, not, it's not a social media channel. It's more so a production studio. So yeah. I need to ask you about your name. Yes. Not Dion, <laughs> but Blaze. Blaze, yeah, absolutely. Um, so if I don't if I don't do Blaze.io or I don't know who you are, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up in a lot of weird places. <laughs> um, like on YouTube, just just strange strange universe and um and then search the first page is and, and then there's a colloquial thing which i i didn't realize you know just a, a you know a teenage boy who's who's great athlete good looking girls like and so he's he's considered blaze that's colloquial which i didn't realize mm -hmm. so how your name not that it's hurting you but it's not helping you yeah mm -hmm. so ultimately the, the reason we came up with that was one, I did not want another name with coach in it. There's like a hundred thousand different companies with coach this and coach that and coaching and coach, 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 coach. You can't stand out. Um, and then it really came down to what is a, a name that is strong, that is, you know, one to two syllables, that's easy-ish to remember, that we can get a URL for <laughs> um, <laughs> was one of the hardest parts about it. So ultimately what, what came out with blaze is it's sort of like blaze your new path, right? Like you're, you're right. forming your new self. So I felt it had the power. I wholeheartedly agree with you. It is, I don't think it's, I don't think it's helping us. I don't think it's hurting us. I think it's a brandable name. I think it has a little bit of that aspirational feel to it that, yeah doesn't just get lost in the noise and that's what i was trying to avoid is 
any of like we try to work with some naming people and it was like coachify and like this type of stuff right and then just like i don't want another one of those and it, you get lost in search um so that's kind of why we ended up picking it mm -hmm. no i think everything you're sensing about it in terms of just an, its emotional impact and, and the things that it conveys and applies is, is is right it feels it feels good well let's wrap it up maybe the last question I always like asking our guests uh, and maybe there's a quick answer, uh, but really like what, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> Honestly, it, right now it's what we're talking about. It's, it's, I know the product is absolutely amazing. The timing is really, really good. So really what keeps me up at night is this is the moment how do we get those initial users to just one more market? And if we can do that, I can fundraise, I can invest into this, and we can take off like a rocket ship. Mm -hmm. But we haven't been able to prove it yet outside of motorsports. So it's that singular thing that keeps me up at night right now. I think for you, the key is people need to experience, they need to have a, a, just a, a little taste or foretaste of your product. And that's going to speak a ton more than a lot of messaging. Uh, what Brian trying to tell you is we'd love to work with you, Dion. Awesome. <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll I'll just my wife gets mad at me. She says, why don't you ever just say it? I, said, well, I, thought, <laughs> it. I thought about it. We love, <laughs> yeah. love the concept. Love, awesome. love the concept. I, I appreciate oh, that. What I like about this is you guys nailed what I see as our three core issues. Um, and you brought them up with your three core issues, right? The user mm -hmm. experience, how do you get coaches involved? Um, and then really the communication of what we do isn't that strong yet. Um, so, and I, I agree with the, the uh, focus on search. So I, I think your ability to identify those before I've even dug into them is really, really uh, a strong sign. Um, so yeah, I, I would say, look, the feeling's pretty mutual. It's just, what does it look like? How does it come together? Um, mm -hmm. And what makes sense is sort of the, the, the critical aspects of it. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. so much for joining us. This is no, great. Thank yeah. you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to talk, email us. Podcast at bemeaningful.co.